Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. is going on everybody and welcome to the tuesday afternoon edition of the stochastic nhl strategy show i am your host josh harrisman it is really windy by my house so my internet might be popping in and out but man that intro music reminded me of waiting on hold to schedule my back surgery but joining me as always uh slim cliffy what's going on nothing man i i, I was thinking um um like an, a Super Nintendo RPG game, like maybe That's like some, some some port from like Europe or, or Japan or something that they just slap some uh, music into. Uh, nothing. Uh, really uh, looking forward to tonight's slate. I mean, I say that I don't really look forward to any slate because I know what's most likely going to happen to me tonight. But um, oh. slates like this are always interesting because most of the big spots are on the road. And that's always kind of a dangerous game to play um, when a lot of the big names are on the road. So it, it, I find it always kind of kind of opens things up a little bit. So I, I like I like these kinds of slates rather than just having, you know, Edmonton at home to San Jose and Colorado at home to Anaheim and Toronto at home to, you know, Columbus or something like that. Like there are um, there are a bunch of road spots to go to and it, it makes for some interesting home teams, I think. Yeah, this is the first game of a road trip for the Florida Panthers. They are in San Jose, and Brandon Montour might be back. Hopefully they skate while we're on the air and we can get some clarity. Um, man, I don't even remember the weekend. Like, Saturday, I stayed up way too late watching UFC. It was a great card, by the way, but I'm I'm too old for that shit. Staying up to, like, 1 in the morning watching UFC. I'd rather just fall asleep watching the Canucks blast my DFS lineup or something. Someday... Stayed up way too late watching the idiotic Jets blow it to the Raiders. God, they're so bad. Last night I watched Monday Night Football. Watched the Bills just – that was just – that was scenes. I don't – like, if there was wins in the Discord, congrats to you guys. I don't know my middle name. So, like, if you guys had good weekends, congrats to you. I listened to some elevator music on the way into the show here. You're like, hey – the call volume is higher than expected. Your wait time is three hours and 27 minutes, but we care about you. Now here we are. I mean, we should shut out the Millie winner from NFL. I mean, we are an NHL show here, but somebody uh, used the stochastic Sims uh, Sims tool over at uh, on the NFL side and took down the Millie maker with it. So uh, congrats on winning a million dollars, I guess. It was Watch Gamers TV, and we actually have an ad read about it. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. 
Uh, I think it was Watch Gamer TV. I think was his name. Congrats to you. I was in that 555. I can I had a ticket and I converted it into cash. That's always nice, but not a million dollars. But because of you, uh, we're celebrating by making any of our SIM packages twenty dollars off to new customers. The deal ends on Monday. Well, it uh, kind of looks like Josh cut out a little bit. So yeah, deal ends on Monday. Um, data packages have access to the simulation tool uh, for both regular slates and for showdown. You can build up to 10,000 lineups in 60 seconds with the contest generator. The base package allows you to build up to 500 lineups and export up to 20. Um, the max package will, of course, get you up to 10,000. So uh, $20 off uh, for new customers. Head on over to stochastic.com. Uh, check out what is going on uh, with that new Sims tool. Um, I'm going to jump into the games, and I'll let Josh uh, jump in uh, whenever he gets back. Um, oh, there you are. <laughs> One fucking cloud, orange, red. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, don't worry about the ad read. We're uh, we're just starting Boston Buffalo, so uh, we can start there. Okay. Yeah. So if you look in our, I don't know what you even said about that game, but if you look in our top stacks tools, Boston won highest top two stack percentage, even tied with Florida two. And, you know, the Boston top line coming in with half the ownership of Florida. So it's, it's a really good spot for Boston. I haven't really played much uh, Boston this much this season. And as you mentioned on previous shows, the Sabres have gotten a bit better defensively than the beginning of the year. I would imagine it's Levi and Net tonight. I, I think, like, if Boston was a much lower own tonight, I'd be interested in them. But, like, the difference between 9 and 19%, we can get so much different on this slate. I think I'd rather play a line like Florida 2. But in the same price range, I think I'd rather play a line like Pittsburgh 1 or Tampa 1 than Boston 1 here tonight. I think Boston is a great play. Don't get me wrong. But I just... It's one of those things, like, for me, it's it feels bad hopping on the bandwagon now when I've been off it pretty much the whole year. I think if you've been playing them, you can. But, you know, I'm more interested, I think, in Pittsburgh 1 and Tampa 1 in that price range. What are you thinking? Yeah, so I did – I was thinking quite a bit about Boston today because I, I don't think it's that bad of a spot for them. And I even wrote them up uh, in my picks article today, free to read. Over at uh, stochastic.com, just head on to the NHL section, should be right on the main page. Um, for this reason, Buffalo is giving up the fifth most power plays per game so far this season. I think Boston's actually just ahead of them or just behind them. So we might actually see uh, quite a few power plays uh, on either side here tonight. Um, but their fifth in power plays given to the opponent and 26th by times or by shots allowed, sorry, while on the penalty kill. So they're taking a lot of penalties and they're giving up a lot of shots and believe it or not, the only reason that they're not getting completely buried on the PK is their goaltending. Their goaltending has been very good so far this year on the penalty kill, which I don't think anybody would have expected. Um, their save percentage on the PK is nine fourteen. That actually might be higher than their five on five save percentage uh, <laughs> as a team. So um, there's obviously some regression coming for Buffalo if they keep taking penalties the way they are and keep allowing shots at the way they are on the penalty kill. Boston's power play unit, it's not super elite, but it's certainly very good. Um, Charlie McAvoy came back over the weekend, so, you know, they're fully, their top units fully locked and loaded again. Um, 
I think this is a pretty good spot for Boston for not only that reason, but also that they're using JJ Paterka and Casey Middlestat at times in a shutdown role. And like, they're good, but they're not great defensively yet. Right. Like this isn't like going into Carolina and facing Jordan Stahl or going into Minnesota and facing Joel Erickson act. They're just not at that level yet. Um, So I think it's a good five on five matchup for Boston. You know, that line, um, pretty good so far this year, 4.9, uh, goals per 60 minutes. They're also getting more ice time. Um, that was one of the issues with Boston last year was as good as they were, like they were one of the best regular season teams we've ever seen. There are a lot of games that the top line would skate 15, 16, 17 minutes. Maybe David Pasternak would be at like 18 and 19 or something like that. Uh, over the last five or six games, they've all been right around 20 minutes a game. So I don't know. I'm, I'm digging Boston one here. I like, I think they're, they're going to be a little bit undervalued here tonight just because they are so expensive. They're over 21,000 on DraftKings. Um, it is an expensive stack, but there are a lot of filler stacks uh, elsewhere on the slate here tonight on the Buffalo side with Middlestat and Paterka likely going into that Boston top line. Like I don't have interest in them. I don't have interest in the Buffalo depth. Like until, <laughs> until they actually start calling up their good players and stop playing players like, I know Victor Olofsson and Peyton Krebs have been getting scratched of late, but those two and then Kyle Poso and et cetera, et cetera, like it just goes on and on. Like they don't have great depth. So Buff- Buffalo second, third, fourth lines are definitely out for me. A Buffalo top line I have a little bit of interest in. If I were if I were playing 150 tonight, I would absolutely have Buffalo one in, obviously. If I was playing 20 max, I probably would still have a little bit of Buffalo. And the reason for that is – that Tage Thompson line is going to be going out a fair bit against that Boston second line. And the Boston second line has not been that good defensively so far this year. 3.1 expected goals against per 60 minutes at five on five um, with James Van Riemsdyk on the ice. So uh, I don't mind Buffalo one. I think that's more of an MME play for me. I think if I'm playing single entry here tonight, it, it's Boston one that I like the best. Yeah. I mean, Boston one's always going to play. I just like, I don't know. It, <laughs> It's just like a, a mental factor for me clicking in Boston one when I can click in Tampa one or Pittsburgh one for me. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a hole in my game that I need to fix. But we're always working on our game, so why not? Let's move on to the next one here. Pittsburgh Penguins with a 3.7 total heading into Columbus. The Blue Jackets have a 2.9 total. Here we are with Pittsburgh one again. Super high row total. I think it's the highest on the night at 3.7. No, Florida at 3.9. Outside of the team playing the Sharks, they have the highest road total. I mean, listen, I, I can hear Jake Hari going, I'm going to cash in my Slansky bucks tonight. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and he, he would also say play good lines. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. Well, he's going to have 5% of everything. That's just the way Jake rolls. But, like, he's going he's gonna to be over the field on pit one tonight. I can tell you that right now. They're, they're top two stack percentage. They're top three on tonight's slate. They're getting under 5% ownership. This Columbus team, they just lost in overtime to the, or in a shootout to the Rangers the other night. Alexis Lafreniere, man. Woo. Spicy meatball there. Rangers aren't even on the slate and you got to talk about Lafreniere. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did you see that sauce on that backhand? That is a hard move to pull off. Yes, it is. And it, it was. Was very nice. 
a hard move to pull off in the street, let alone in an NHL game. I, I could barely walk up the stairs, but like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm way off the mark today. Anyway, Pittsburgh won here. Super low ownership. I prefer them to Boston one. Higher total, lower ownership. I don't really understand what Columbus is doing with their lines. I get it from an actual hockey perspective, but I don't at the same time. It's kind of like the, I don't even know who, the Blues lines. Like, they make no sense to me. The Blue Jackets lines don't make any sense to me. Like, why wouldn't you just load a line with Jenner, Line, and Gaudreau? Whatever. Like, I would have had interest in Columbus one if it was Jenner, Line, and Gaudreau. It's not. I, I don't mind, like, if you need some depth here, going, like, Sillinger, Gaudreau, or Fentili, Marchenko, something like that. But, like, the way these lines are, I don't really want to full stack anything. I think my favorite thing is on this slate or in this game is Pittsburgh 1. You can go to Pittsburgh 2, but as you mentioned, their numbers have kind of been sliding a bit, and Malkin's still really expensive. Yeah, I – like, funny enough that Columbus is on this slate and, and Gaudreau's down on what I guess would be the third line – might probably, I mean, he's going to get second line minutes at the least, but I actually had an article elsewhere about Johnny Goodrow. And, and what I wrote about in that article is, you know, wondering why his numbers have taken such a dive. I mean, one, he's on the wrong side of 30 years old. Like there's just age related declining here. And two, there's, there's no one on the Columbus Blue Jackets that has a dual threat profile, like both a great shooter and a great passer. There are guys that are one or the other, like Boone Jenner's going to get into the net. Patrick Laine's got a good snipe. Adam Fantilli might be that in two or three years. Pearl Marchenko looks like he's a good goal scorer, but there's no guys that can do both. And if you really want to get to that next level of production and offensive performance, you need a line mate who can do both. And they just don't have that. So that's why that's why it, does, it doesn't really matter where Gojo lines up. Um, and in fact, speaking of it not really mattering, I was looking at Boone Jenner's numbers over the last couple of years defensively they're basically the same with whether he has Godro next to him or not. Like it's all offensively where losing Godro off that line hurts and they're going to be going into Pittsburgh one Jenner line and Chinnikov, which is an interesting matchup because um, there's not a lot of ownership coming in on Columbus. I mean, I think rightly so, but on top stacks, 2.1% for that top line, three and a half percent top two stack percentage, the Pittsburgh top line has not been good defensively. Like they've been tremendous offensively. Um, 4.6 expected goals, 5.2 actual goals per 60 minutes so far this year. Like those are, those are honestly video game numbers. Like I think that phrase is way overused, but like you don't see that in the NHL for a month straight. Like it's crazy how good that Pittsburgh top line has been offensively. Defensively, they've not been good. 3.2 expected goals against per 60 minutes, well below average. 3.8 3.8 actual goals against, like, well below average. That's the matchup for Jenner and Line 8. And I don't really mind Columbus 1 here. Like, I know – I feel bad that we just kind of slandered Tristan Jari in the other game. Then he goes out and just has one of the biggest DFS performances of the night. So that's kind of how that goes. Um, but I'm not worried about the Pittsburgh goaltending. The, the top-line matchup is a really good one for Columbus. Like, if you want to leave Chinnikov off – and, you know, add Godro or something like that for some power play stacking. Like, I think that's fine. But I don't mind the Columbus top line here, honestly. Uh, what Dipping down, I don't like the Fantilli matchup for them, specifically because, like, as much as the Malkins line's numbers have taken a dive offensively, they've still been tremendous deep defensively. 
to the point where um, their expected goals against it's at two for the season. Like that's Jordan Stahl numbers. It's just absurd what they're doing defensively. Um, and then you get down to the third line. Then you're getting down to Cole Sillinger with Godreau. And it's just like, I don't even know if that's better than, than Lars Eller, Drew O'Connor, and Redeem Zahorner. And I'm not like, it's kind of a joke, but it's not really. Their numbers are ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> the Pittsburgh third line's actually been pretty good. So I don't know if I have a ton of interest in the depth from Columbus. It would be the top line or nothing for me from that side, but it is the Pittsburgh top line I like best in the team. And again, that's why we talked earlier about the road matchups. I think this is a really good road matchup for the Penguins, obviously. Um, I did write up Crosby today um, in the picks article. I noticed that he's not having any monster DFS performances. He's just putting up a lot of really good ones. And you got to think that with the amount of offense that they're generating, eventually he's going to have like that three goal, one assist, five shot game or two goal, two assists or something like that. Um, but he does have seven goals, 15 points in 13 games. Um, I, I mentioned he's not registering or he's registered a point on under 63% of the Pittsburgh goals scored with him on the ice, usually 70% of or above almost like every year, like clockwork. So that's going to pick up a bit. Um, the, the Like I said, the defensive numbers, whether Godreau is next to Jenner or not, it doesn't matter. Like, I just think it's a good matchup for Pittsburgh one. So I think, again, this is a matchup where I'm looking to both top lines. I don't hate the idea of Pittsburgh three if you need a super cheap filler. Um, you know, you were talking about their numbers as a line 4.2 expected goals, 4.1 actual goals per 60 minutes so far this year. That is bonkers stuff. Now, it's a small sample, those numbers will come down, but there's no matchup on the Columbus side that I'm worried about, especially those third and fourth lines. Uh, so if you do need a super cheap filler, uh, for an expensive stack elsewhere on the slate. Um, I don't know exactly what you would be stacking here tonight. Like maybe like an, a, an expensive Buffalo stack, you know, Tampa Bay probably, but that's about it. But if you do need a, two, a cheap two-man, I don't mind like, you know, Eller and O'Connor, Eller and Zahorna, something like that um, as a two-man. But it is Pittsburgh. Again, it's top line for the road team I like here tonight. It's Pittsburgh one. Yeah, same. I've, I'm reading the chat. I'm a bit confused. I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. But, yeah, uh, bit of an NHL noob should like all your lineups be three, three stacks or what? No, they don't have to be three, three stacks. You can do three, two, one, you can do five, two, one. There's plenty of different ways. I think we have a video, a strategy video uh, up on this channel, actually that from last year on how to play NHL DFS. So if you can go back and search how to play NHL DFS, you'll see a picture of our faces and you can go uh, check that out. It's like a 20 minute video it gives you the, the basics. Let's move on to the next game. Calgary Flames with a 3.3 total heading into Montreal. The Canadiens have a 2.8 total. The funny thing about this game is the, the – actually, there's nothing funny about this game. But the, the thing about this game is the most expensive lines in this game are the Canadiens. And like 13500 is the most expensive line in this game because of the way Calgary is setting up their lines. They're running Elias Lindholm, Andrew Mangiapane, Adam Ruzicka, 12,900. Nazim Kadri, Connor Zary, Martin Pospisil, my popsicle stick, they're 11 2. And then Backland, Huberto, Coleman, 12 2. Like, if you need cheap fillers, there you are. They're 3.3 total on the road. 
I don't know which one I would go to. Like, I don't mind that's that Kadri line because Kadri and Zari are on the top power play. Martin Pospisil actually looks pretty good. I'm interested to get your take on Huberdeau with Backlund and Coleman because I'm not sure that is the best fit, but interesting to get your thoughts there. And then on the flip side, uh, it looks like Markstrom's back. So like there's no ownership on the Habs here. I'm interested in that top line or the top line, the cough, whatever line Caulfield's on, I have some interest in. What are are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'll, I'll start on, on the Calgary side. Um, It is, was interesting seeing Rizicka on the top power play in the last game. I guess they got to try anything. I, I like. I don't think Rizicka is a bad player, but uh, I just if this team's Carl playing Carl well, Carl. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or not a wolf back for some reason. We, I don't have time to get into that right now. We okay. <laughs> only have an hour. Um, I don't mind that top line. Here's the thing: is I think. That Calgary top line, Lindholm, Rizicka, Mangiapane, is easily in the best matchup here tonight going into Montreal. Um, not that Dvorak, Slavkovsky, and Caulfield are going to be great defensively. I don't think they're going to be awful. Dvorak's fairly responsible. Caulfield's, he's not like a, he's not a guy you'd think of as great defensively, but he's good at turning pucks over, I guess. And that, you know, that interrupts the offense from the opposition. And that's something that can help him be good defensively. And then that third line with, with Monaghan, Gallagher and Pearson, they've just been pretty good this year. Like they do trade chances, but they have been pretty good. And what I'm getting at is that any line with Josh Anderson on it is going to be the worst defensive line that Montreal has. Um, And that's going to be the top line alongside Nick Suzuki. So Lindholm uh, and Rizicka, Actually have pretty good numbers over the last couple of years together. Uh, or sorry, Lindholm with Mangiapane. Um, 150 minutes over the last two years without Jonathan Huberto, because usually Huberto had been the third man on that line. So in 150 minutes without him, 3.3 expected goals, 4.5 actual goals per 60 minutes of five on five. Those are really, really good offensive numbers. Um, you get two out of the three guys on the top power play unit. You get the guy that I think is the best offensive winger the team has with Mangiapane. Now he's not on the power play, but he's still getting fairly cheap. Um, Montreal is the second most penalized team in the NHL so far this season, 4.2 times shorthanded per game. Again, just any line with Josh, like Josh Anderson, like God bless the guy. I love, I say it all the time. I love watching him play. He's just a horror show defensively. They just give up way too much. When he's on the ice, he it's not that he's bad at back checking or anything like that. It's just that he he turns pucks over. He can't think two and three plays ahead, and those turnovers lead to short to you know odd man chances against. So I do like Calgary one here in that matchup. If you want to play Calgary two, no issue with that at all. Um, As you mentioned, um, Kadri and Zari uh, top power play unit together. Calgary three is pretty interesting for me. Because as I was mentioning, they're probably going to see a fair bit of that Monahan Gallagher Pearson line. Now they've been good offensively, but they've also been giving up chances defensively. The issue with with Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman for a lot of their careers has been finishing. And say what we will about Jonathan Huberto, he's still a pretty good passer. And if you're going to give him, you know, two pretty good shooting line mates, uh, bottom six matchups. I kind of like Calgary three as well. Now there is a ton of ownership here. You mentioned the ownership 4.2% on the top line, 1.3% or 8.3%, sorry, on the second line, 
9.3% on the third line on DraftKings here tonight. There's going to be a lot of ownership on Calgary. I don't mind Backlund, Huberto, and, and Coleman here. Like, I don't think you have to three-man stack them. If you just want to take a two-man and go Backlund, Huberto, or Huberto, Coleman, or something like that, I think that's perfectly fine uh, for this matchup. But they are very reasonably priced. They can get you to those, you know, those Tampa Bay stacks or the, you know, the expensive Boston stacks or what have you. And, and I'm not worried about the Montreal match. And the other thing, too, is, is like Calgary is not a team that gives the top power play unit like a minute 45 out of the two minutes or whatever, right? Like there's a reason why Adam Rizicka and Connor Zaria are on the top power play unit. And that's because the power play has sucked and they're they're basically splitting the units. So even though those guys are on the second power play unit, it's not like they're only going to, you know, if there are five power plays, they could see two, three, four minutes of power play time here tonight. So. I do like Calgary three as a filler stack here. Calgary one's probably my favorite line on their side. On the Montreal side, I think I would probably go to uh, Montreal two, which would be the Caulfield line that you mentioned, Caulfield, uh, Dvorak, and Slavkovsky. I thought Caulfield and Slavkovsky have looked pretty good together offensively. They've generated three expected goals per 60 minutes in their time together without Nick Suzuki over the last two years. Um, they're having a trouble finishing Slavkovsky's just in general having trouble finishing. So that's a, an issue. But they also get Calgary goaltending, and everybody's finishing against the Calgary goaltenders this year. So why not them? I think I like Montreal two the best on their side. But if I had to go in order, it'd be Calgary one, Calgary three, Montreal two out of this game. Yeah. The the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause on the Huberto line, besides the ownership, is Huberto, not a big volume shooter, right? So if Backlund and Coleman have trouble finishing, like his his, his DFS impact is going to be almost nothing. But at the same time, if they do finish, you're hoping for, you know, like a three-point bonus, which is possible. This game could be a festival. So, like, yeah, if you're fine with the ownership, just be aware that, like, you know, Huberto might get three assists and not a, not a block or a shot. You know what I mean? So could get you 18 DK fantasy points there. Sign up. Yeah, you. You. I'm talking to you. Sign up using the link in the description box below to get access to the best NHL data and tools in the industry. What does that get you? Player and ownership projections, top stacks tools, line combinations, and access to the premium Discord, which Big Turk has just joined today. He's finally back. He had enough of yelling at me on Twitter about my big dog picks. I didn't respond like a, like a human being, like a, like a bigger man. I was like, you know what? I'm not entertaining it. And then he can, he counted to the Discord to yell at me about my big dog picks. So get in there. You have a lot of sharp minds, uh, a lot of people willing to help. Cliffy and I are always in there. Jake's always in there talking about how he's getting Dairy Queen, you know, delivered to his house because he's a Dairy Queen swap, slappy. But there's so many things in the Discord. If you need, you know, questions about your lineup, question about strategy, hop in there. Uh, Cliffy's article is always free uh, almost every day of the week. Our shows are obviously always free, but if you're looking to take your game to the next level, click the link in the description box below. You can also add on Fantasy Cruncher. Thanks, Fantasy Cruncher. Vegas Golden Knights with a 3.3 total heading into Washington. The Capitals have a 2.7 total. Interesting game here because if if you go into top stacks and you flip-flop the ownership on Washington 1 Vegas 1, I wouldn't even bat an eye. But the highest projected own line in this game is Washington 1. I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Like from a point that 2.7 total, you're probably going to expect it from these guys. Two, 
the Vegas, like, I, I'm not 100% sure on the line matching here, but if the Ovechkin line sees a fair bit of the Eichel Marshall matchup, that line hasn't been great. They trade chances. That second line hasn't been great. Now, maybe you mentioned, you know, you shared with me in DMs that it could have been Stevenson in the small sample. That's why they've been bad, but I don't know. I, I like the Vegas side here. Washington hasn't been very good. There's not much ownership. 18.7 for that uh, Vegas top line, 2.3 uh, projected ownership there. Don't mind it there. Will and Carlson is interesting, that line, just because like he's been so good this season, like out of nowhere. Like he didn't have a great season last year. Must be the uh, the new dad run good. Don't mind using that line uh, for depth line, but for me, it's both top lines in this game, and I prefer Vegas. I mean, he was pretty awesome in the playoffs, if, unless I'm, like, misremembering. Wasn't he, like, one of the guys that might have won, uh, like, playoffs MVP, but they gave it to Marsh or so? Yeah, but, I mean, like, he had a really good playoffs. His regular season was left a lot to be desired. It, it, nothing's going to uh, compare to his first season in Vegas when he shot, like, 600% and had 40 goals. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. Uh, very fair. Um, the, the top lines probably will match up quite a bit against each other. They've been Washington's been pretty strict with keeping Evgeny Kuznetsov in a shutdown matchup all season, which like I don't know I don't know who else you would use. Like at that point you would have to probably use the Nick Dowd line strictly in a shutdown matchup, but then you're probably having to play the Nick Dowd line like 15 or 16 minutes a game. And I don't think obviously they don't want to do that. Um but yeah they have been using Kuznetsov um in that shutdown matchup a fair bit. Uh, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, uh, 4.4 expected goals against in their time together so far this year. Um, small sample, but 3.7 expected goals against per 60 minutes uh, in 370 minutes together last year. So they're just really bad defensively um, when they're together. They'll see a fair bit of that top line for Vegas. And the top line for Vegas has been really, really good offensively this year, obviously. Three expected goals, 3.3 actual goals per 60 minutes. Like, they're scoring um, something like 30% above the league average, and they're shooting league average, which means that they're just generating a ton of chances. And, you know, if if you're going to give me, like – against any Washington goalie, I guess. But if you're going to give me a line that can create a ton of chances against basically any Washington goalie, I'm going to take it. And, of course, as you mentioned, not much ownership on Vegas here, 2.3% per the top stacks tool on DraftKings here tonight, um, over 6% top two stack percentage. So, yeah, I think I kind of agree with you. I do like – this is another case where I like the road team. Uh, I can't wait to see what kind of lineup I make tonight. Um yeah, I know. Uh, Jack Eichel, uh, Jonathan Marshall, Ivan Barbashev, uh, definitely in play. As the second line is interesting. What I was sharing with you uh, in our DMs was that Mark Stone's defensive numbers have been light years better without Chandler Stevenson so far this year. Last year, they were pretty good. To start this season, they were awful defensively together. They were really getting bailed out by their goalies. Um, without Stevenson, the defensive numbers have looked what you'd expect defensive numbers for a Mark Stone line to look like, which is really, really good. So I think that takes Washington too out of, out of play with Nick Dowd back and him in that checking role. I think Washington's old third line is basically going to become their fourth line now. So takes that third line out. Honestly, I don't think I like anything from the Washington side here. Like I don't, 
I'd never have a, like you always say, I don't have a problem with um, low-owned Alex Ovechkin. It doesn't look like he's going to be that low-owned um, here tonight. Um, probably um, I'll bring up the ownership real quick. Uh, looks like he's going to be coming in around 9.3% uh, on DraftKings. That's really not that. It's not bad, but it like I, if it was like 3 or 4%, then I'd really have a lot of interest. Once you get up to like that double digit range, it's probably going to be even higher than that. Like I think I'm passing on Washington and it's Vegas one for me. I, I don't know if I want to dip down to Vegas three. The reason for that is like the way Washington is running their lines. They're probably going to end up seeing a fair bit of either the Nick Dowd line or the Dylan Strom line. They've been pretty good defensively. I think this is a case where it's Vegas one or I'm not stacking out of this one. Yeah. I mean, Ovechkin under, projected under 10%. He's fine as a one-off just because the shooting volume is there. But, yeah, this is a Vegas game for me as well. Like so many road teams. There are a couple home teams that I like tonight. Let's get to one. Arizona Coyotes with a 2.7 total. Heading into Dallas, the Stars have a 3.7 total. We missed the Stars explosion. It was on a Sunday slate. Five power play goals against wouldn't the Wild. Wouldn't that be a supernova? No, I guess that's an implosion. I didn't I didn't pay attention to anything in astronomy besides my teacher telling me that he had a Mazda Miata uh car. So that's the only thing I remember from astronomy is my professor had a Mazda Miata. But yeah, it's a nice car. Yeah. Convertible. Convertible. Yeah. You look like Rick Flair too. He go, woo. And his hair would just anyway. I don't know what I, what I'm talking about here. Anyway. Dallas won, exploded, five power play goals. They weren't all power play one, but it was against the Wild. Russo losing his mind on Twitter. Five power play goals and two shorthanded goals the Wild gave up. That's quite a scene. But Dallas won, still wildly cheap, 19200 Somehow they had positive leverage with 17% projected ownership. <laughs> I don't know. Like the 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 only thing that would say like, oh, I'm not going to jam Dallas one tonight is how good Duchesne line has been, how good the Wyatt Johnson line has been tonight or this season. So like, if Dallas gets up three four nothing, like you're going to see the top line play their 17 minutes or whatever. But then you're going to see the Duchesne line playing 15 16 minutes. You're going to see the Johnson line playing 15 16 minutes. So in these high total games. If, there, if you don't want to jam the high ownership, you can go down the lineup here. Like Sagan, Sagan Marchman, Duchesne, fully correlated on the second power play. Uh, Jamie Benn on the top power play. White Johnson on the second power play. So, I mean, I love Dallas one here because Arizona takes a boatload of penalties. But I, I think there is merit to going into the depth lines here because they're not getting a ton of ownership. Yeah, the point about the penalties, um, I think, is a pretty important one for this matchup. Uh, I wrote about, we'll talk about defensemen later, but I wrote about Miro Haskin in, in my picks article today. And what I talked about was Arizona's been taking a ton of penalties lately. Over their last uh, 10 games, they're averaging four power plays allowed per game. The league average is like 3.4 over that span. So like well, well above league average. And after a pretty good defensive start to the season, Arizona's defensive numbers have plummeted. I mean, over their last 10 games, they're 27th in the league by expected goals against, 24th by actual goals against at 5-on-5. Five five. This is a team that's 
I think there's it's starting to show that they got rid of their two best defensemen last year and um, they have a bunch of young players up front outside the top line. So um, why is Instacart the holiday rescue app? Because you can get all your seasonal decor delivered instead of having to drive to 12 different stores. Candles and candy canes delivered. Wreaths and reindeer delivered. Lights from Lowe's delivered. And since I know you're going to ask inflatable snowman delivered. So this season, stay in and get decked out. Download Instacart, the holiday rescue app, to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dallas one is interesting because they're also a line that hasn't really been living up to expectations even setting aside some of the minutes concerns, the minutes concerns aren't as bad anymore. I noticed Jason Robertson's up to 20 minutes a game over his last five or six games. Um, Pavelski and Hints are like 17, 18. So it's not that bad, especially now that the price, you know, with the price under 20,000 on DraftKings. But 2.3 expected goals, 3.2 actual goals for 60 minutes so far this year. That's really not that good. Um, you know, they're shot in, and it's not just a matter of, you know, expected goals being wonky in a smaller sample. Their shot attempts per 60 are down 12% from last year. That's that's quite a bit for uh, one, you know, from one year to the next. Um, it is a pretty good matchup for Dallas, but I will say they are going into the Arizona top line, and the Arizona top lines maintain pretty good defensive play. Like, for all the problems that Arizona has had, top line has been pretty good defensively. Uh, two expected goals – against three actual goals against, you know, goaltending being what it is. Um, but the defensive play has been pretty good. So, yeah, I don't mind Dallas one here. Um, as you mentioned, they're coming in with a lot of ownership, 17% uh, on DraftKings here tonight, 19% top two stack percentage. I don't mind Dallas one here. Um, I think this is a case where I would drop down the Dallas line. So, um, you know, we talk about how Dallas is kind of splitting power play units and that's pretty much been the same the, the same case it's basically like a 60 it's like a 62 38 split right now you know give or take last year it was it was like 66 30 34 well 34 67 33 I, I meant to say but um the second unit is getting reasonable amounts of ice time Sagan, Duchesne and Marchment they're gonna get middle six matchups they've been really really good so far this year um they've had they had two was it last game or the game before they had a really big game? Uh, uh, Duchesne did anyway. Um, I really like that Duchesne line here. Like that Ben Johnston to Donoff line has not been that good so far this year. Uh, 2.2 expected goals for 2.9 expected goals against for 60 minutes. 2.3 actual goals for 2.2 against. Jake Otten is really bailing them out and they're not really scoring. It's basically just Wyatt Johnston scoring. Uh, Jamie Ben's shot rate. Jamie Ben has zero goals in six games and eight shot attempts in six. He has eight shot attempts, not shots on goal, attempts towards the goal, in the general vicinity of the goal, in the area of the net. 
in his last six games. They're, they're like, they're just not shooting. So it's a good matchup for them to get right. I, I agree with that, but I'd rather just take, you know, I can hear, hear Jake in the back of my head say, just play the good line. And I'd rather play the good line. And that's Duchesne, Sagan, and Marchment. But again, no issues with Dallas one. I don't think this is a case where I'm necessarily that interested in Arizona. If anything, it'd be Kraus, Bukestad, Michelli. Um, they have been fine this year. Um, 2.9 expected goals for 3.3 actual goals for all playing about 16 to 18 minutes over their last four games. Um, you know, all getting 90 seconds to two minutes of power play time per game. So there are ways they can get on the board. It would be that Arizona two, that Kraus line that I like. Um, but I think it's the Duchesne line that I like best in this game overall. It's nice to hear. I was on them before. It was cool. No, I'm just kidding. But Actually, you, I think you were because I was still playing the Johnston line uh, through the first few weeks of the season. And it was basically like why Johnston would get a goal and then I'd get 1.5 DK points from his winkers. I played Dallas 3 back-to-back on the road on a 12-game slate earlier this season. Forgot Edmonton. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to the next one here. Arizona or Arizona Anaheim Ducks with a 2.8 total heading into Smashville. The Predators have a 3.6 total. This is another game where I like the home team. That being said, uh, Tommy Novak out four to six weeks. It looks like Gustav Nyquist moving up to the top power play unit, which fully correlates that top line. Now, Cody Glass looks like he's going to take that second line spot, and that is just Massive ownership on that national second line, 14.5% projected ownership. They are 10,100. That's probably why. That is going to be a no for me. There is a little bit of negative leverage on that top line, but if they're fully correlated going up, up against a team without Zegers, that takes a bunch of penalties. The goaltending has been actually okay, but I, I do really like this Nashville top line. On the Ducks side, I, I think they're a little bit, too expensive for what I want to do here tonight, but I think you can maybe do a little bit of a power play type deal. Uh, do like Carlson, Terry McTavish or something like that. It's not something I'm going to do in one to three, but if, if you're getting into, you know, 50, 150 MME, you can mess around with the ducks power play a bit. Yeah. Um, because of that high Nashville total and Cody glass being so cheap, uh, they are the most over-leveraged line on the entire slate. Nashville 2 is 1.7% top two stack, 14.5% ownership. Feels like March 2023 all over again. Um, like I like Cody Glass as a player. I think Tommy Novak was turning into one of the premier playmakers in the NHL. And I like, I mean that genuinely, um, not, you know, certainly not like an Artemi Panarin level, you know, type playmaker or anything like that. Rangers aren't even playing and Cliffy has to mention the Rangers. <laughs> Incredible. Here we go. <laughs> you know what? I walked right into that one. I deserve that one. Um, but he is the guy that kind of makes them go right. Like without the play, like, um, when we were discussing Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund for Calgary, like I talked about how Jonathan Huberto's playmaking could really help that line. And it's basically the exact same thing for Nashville. Like um, Novak and Evangelista do have some time apart from each other. Cause you know, they don't always play together. If you look at Evangelista's numbers without Novak um, goals go down by about 66%. <laughs> now that's, 
a little bit of small sample wonkiness, but I would expect them to score a lot more with Novak because he is such a good playmaker. Um, him being out of the lineup just takes all the steam. Like I, I, I think I would rather play Nashville three than Nashville two at this point um, without Novak there. I don't want to play Nashville three. So it is the top line that I like best. I did write them up in the picks article today. And it was before um, they announced that Nyquist was going to be going to the top power play unit. Um, Trevor Zegers, I don't think he's a great defensive player, but him and Troy Terry have a lot of good chemistry together. And when you mix in other players, it just messes up that chemistry. So when Troy Terry's on the ice, been on the ice over the last two years without Zegers, uh, 17.6% more expected goals against and 23.4% more shot attempts against like the, the defense with Terry on the ice with Zegers just gets worse. That's just the way it's been. And I think that's a pretty good matchup um, for the Nashville top line uh, here tonight uh, as they host Anaheim. And Anaheim does take a boatload of penalties. They are the most penalized team in the league, four and a half times shorthanded per game. As we said, Nyquist is going to be jumping to the top power play unit. Perfectly correlated line at home against a team taking the most penalties in the league, missing one of their top six forwards. Like, yes, Nashville top line is going to be a little bit overowned here tonight, but I don't really have a huge problem playing a 10 to 12, even a 15% Nashville one here, as long as they're perfectly correlated in this matchup. Um, They're really my target for this game. On the Anaheim side, like, I can't imagine that, Cody Glass, Evangelista, Sherwood line is going to be any good defensively. So I think it's McTavish, Strom, and Vitrano that I like the best on that Anaheim side. Like, they have been really good so far this year. They're up to nearly 140 minutes together. Um, Three expected goals for, 5.2 actual goals for. Now, they're shooting over 16%, but, you know, cut that in half. They're still below average by shooting percentage, but well above average by goal by – or above average by goal scoring. Like, they've just been really, really good. The problem is, is there's only going to be one guy on that on that top power play unit, and where Nashville's problems have been have been on the penalty kill. Um, their penalty kill is literally one of the worst in the league. Whether you want to look at shots against goals against, doesn't matter. You know that Terry Carlson Kaloran line is perfectly correlated. So I think, despite me thinking that they're not really as good of a line. I have to take advantage of the power play matchup that Anaheim's in. And I think it's Terry Carlson and Kloran that I like best from their side. But um, yeah, I do think it's Nashville one that I like best in this game. Yeah, I agree. And I I do like them, which scares the crap out of me because playing Predators, never, never a fun time. Mm. As we mentioned at the top of the show, if I was still talking without being frozen, we are sponsored by Vivid Picks, and you can get a $300 deposit match on your first deposit. The standard deposit match is $100, so you won't get this offer anywhere else other than clicking the link in the description below. You also get Secure Play, $25. If your first entry loses, you get refunded up to $25 in Vivid Site Credit. Predict whether players will have more or less than their projected stats across multiple sports and combine your selections for bigger payouts. Fun times in the chat right now. What is going on here? Let's move on to the next one. It's covering the totals. 
I can't see the totals for this game, so we'll say Tampa Bay with a larger total heading into St. Louis. The Blues have a smaller total. I can't I can't see. I don't know what happened to the run sheet there. My my skills there are just not very good. Anyway, there we go. Tampa Bay with a 3.4 total. Maybe Cliffy fixed that for me. Heading into St. Louis, the Blues have a 3.1 total. Blues coming off a game where two players had a hat trick. Braden Shen and Pavel Buchnevich both had a hat trick. That was in Colorado. Lucky man. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like Braden I mean, Shen. Yeah, just every, those games happen every once in a while. I was just looking last year. I think the Islanders went into Carolina and scored seven goals on the Hurricanes. And that was when the Hurricanes actually had good goaltenders. <laughs> so, like, you know, every once in a while those things happen. Um, I certainly missed them. I missed out on Blues Night. I hate that. Yeah, we'll come back in three years for the next Blues Night and we'll, we won't miss it. Mark the calendars. Um, I like Tampa 1 here. Kucherov, Point, Hagel. I mentioned when we were talking about Boston, I think, you know, I'd rather play Tampa than Boston. They're coming in with under 5% projected ownership. With Hagel up there, that line is just a different animal. Blues are whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like... The one thing that I wish they did more was take penalties, but when they do take penalties, they can't stop the puck from going in the net. So I, I do like Tampa 1 here. You want to go to Tampa 2, that's fine, I guess. I, I If you want a two-man Paul and Sam Coast, sure. On the Blues side, like, you have to consider them. You have to, because... Their goaltending isn't good. Their blue line is eh. But the problem is that Shen Kairu sideline after their big explosion is, is overowned. So I don't know. Maybe I would go to Thomas Buchnevich Kapanen here. They're $100 cheaper. They're coming in with like a fourth of the ownership. So I don't mind going to Buchnevich Thomas here. If you want to go to Shen Kairu, fine. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get to the Blues here in one to three coming off a massive game. Just feels like I'm chasing, but it is a pretty good matchup. So, got to consider them. Yeah. Um, you know, earlier you were talking about how you might not necessarily want to play Boston at like eight, nine, 10% ownership on the road. Um, Tampa Bay's top line is basically the same price as Boston's top line, and it might come in at about half the ownership. We have them 4.8% against 8.9% from Boston. Now, obviously, Boston has a higher top two stack percentage because they are a perfectly correlated line. Um, but I think this is the pivot to make if if you have like a 20, if there's like a $21,000 line, you don't want to play Boston, just like just go to Tampa Bay. As you were mentioning with Hagel, they're up to 60 minutes within so far this year, nearly 60 minutes, I should say. 3.2 expected goals, 4, 5.3 actual goals per 60 minutes. Like, that's just absolutely insane. Um, they're really good with him last year, which is why I was surprised to see them break up that line to start this season. But, I mean, when you look at what he's helped, how much he helped their second and third line score, when, like, no matter where he played, like, it made sense. Like, they were using him to get other lines going, which – like just feels like absolutely crazy when you see like the amount of talent on this team. And he was the guy that they were moving around to different lines to get different players going offensively. Um, that's how much they think of Hagel. And I, like, I think fairly highly of him as well. Like that St. Louis top line matchup. There's nothing there that worries me. Thomas and Buchnevich, like 3.3 expected goals against, but under one goal against per 60 minutes, five on five. Like it just tells you how lucky they're getting with their goaltending right now. And, um, just like they broke through offensively in their last game, eventually somebody's going to break through offensively against them, and it's going to be a, an absolute beatdown. Now, whether that's tonight, you know, 
Uh, only Loki can tell us, I guess, if anybody watched the Loki season finale, it was really good. Um, but it, it just speaks to how much offense can be generated against that top line pretty much at will and how much they've needed to be bailed out by their goaltenders. And that can't happen every single night. So I do like Tampa Bay one here. I don't like them as much as Boston one because you mentioned the St. Louis, um, that St. Louis doesn't take a lot of penalties. They're the least penalized team in the league. And it's not even really that close. They're at 2.8 times shorthanded per game. Every other, every other team is at 3.05 or above. Um, so they're in a distant last by time shorthanded per game. So if Tampa only draws a couple power plays, I mean, they can score on both of them. Don't get me wrong. They're good enough to do that. I would just rather take, I'd just rather stack the team that I think has a better chance of getting to five power plays here tonight. And for me, that's Boston. So I do like Tampa one, but I think I like Boston one better. That's just kind of the way it goes. The, it, for me, if I'm stacking Tampa here tonight, the interesting line for me, guess what? It's the line with Michael Essamon on it. Um, yeah, the third line, Sorelli, Essamon, Tanner Janot. I wrote up ta- uh, Anthony Sorelli in the picks article today. He's been getting more ice time of late. Uh, him and Janot have been really, really good together uh, so far this season. Um, writing in that article, uh, I wrote up 3.1 expected goals per 60 minutes, 3.9 actual goals per 60 minutes of five on five uh, so far this season. Like, Essamont might play like 10, 11 minutes, but he's also priced as if he's not, as if that's what he's going to play. So if you do have a super expensive stack, I don't mind taking a two man out of the out of the Tampa Bay third line. They're going to be going up against that Kevin Hayes line, which, like, whatever. It's, it's not there. a tough matchup at all. So I don't mind Tampa 3 here. Um, on the St. Louis side, like, I don't – like, I agree with you that the matchups aren't bad, but Stamkos and Paul have actually put up decent defensive numbers so far um, this season. It's really only been the top line that was getting run over defensively, and their their defensive numbers have been a lot better with Hagel there. So, yeah, like they can fill the net on Jonas Johansson. We've seen like half dozen teams do that in his last six games or whatever. Um, I think this is a situation where I, I would be more inclined to be picking one-offs, like a one-off Buchnevich, uh, a one-off Jordan Cairo, a one-off Braden Shen, those types of things, rather than full-out stacking anything from St. Louis. Yeah, that's fair. I mean – is anyone crazy, you know, saying, oh, let's full stack the blues needs, you know, a CT scan. And guess what? I need one. So let's move on to the next one. The New Jersey Devils with a 3.1 total heading into Winnipeg. The Jets have a 3.4 total. We've been getting. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've been getting flow charted, and I just, I'm sick of it. Frankly, I'm sick of it because now they're 20100 they're pre- they're a little bit more expensive than Florida lines. They're a little bit less expensive than Tampa and Pittsburgh and Boston. They're in no man's land, but they're not getting much ownership. And the Devils have been struggling without Hughes and Heischer. Imagine that. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get to the Jets top line in one to three. I think they're fine. It's just kind of a price thing and they're like they're good but they're not like like Kyle Connor's been great but Shifley hasn't been shooting as much their numbers with the IFL compared to Velarde aren't great so like they're fine play I just I think they're just running a little bit better than than it suggests until Velarde comes back on the devil side or actually sorry I think the line I'd actually go to is Cole Perfitti, Nikolai Ehlers. It's just, you know, ice time there is concerned. I, I think it's fine because they're only 12,800. Like before they're like 15,000 and they're playing like 13 minutes. Now if they get like 13, 14, 15 minutes, it's baked, in, baked into the price. So I think that's fine. On the devil side, I, I think it would be the Mercer to Foley Holtz line. Now, the Jets penalty kill is a problem. So if you want to add in Jesper Bratt, I think that's fine. But what I'm basically getting at is this game is MME for me. Like the Winnipeg top line, like they've been getting better. Like maybe they just needed to, a, a, a bunch of games to get their chemistry together with I follow because they are up to 2.8 expected goals, 3.4 actual goals for 60 minutes. Like those aren't like super elite, but they're good offensive numbers. And they typically play enough minutes in all the right situations, including empty net uh, to really juice their DFS numbers. Um, what I mentioned in the picks article, again, free to read over at stochastic.com, just head on over to the NHL section is that since, and including the game, they lost Jack Hughes. The devils are 19th and 20th in the league and expected goals and actual goals against per 60 at five on five respectively. So the defensive numbers have definitely fallen off. Um, Winnipeg one has looked pretty good. Shifley, he he was was not shooting earlier in the season. Like his last few games have been better. Like there's like a three shot game and, and maybe a couple four shot games in there. So he has been shooting more. I think I, Alex I follows basically just stopped shooting, <laughs> like to defer to Shifley, which I think makes a lot of sense. Like you want Kyle Connor taking the shots, but if it's not going to be Connor, you want it to be Shifley and not I follow. Um, the thing is, is that they're probably going to be going up against the new jersey third line like the way winnipeg runs their lines shout out to line matching um line matching on twitter it's the guy that we subscribe to uh personally uh not through our website uh, for line matching um the way winnipeg runs their matchups they send out the adam lowry line against top line so tonight that's going to be the meyer brat mcleod line and then they use their second line against the opposing second line. So Nemestikov against Mercer. And then it's Shifley and company against the third line. But the thing is, the third line is Hala, Palat, and Lazar. 
And I don't think that's a very good offensive line, but I think that's a pretty good defensive line. And that's what kind of worries me here. And also Brendan Smith is out tonight for, for the Devils that's too, a, right? That's a big boost for the Devils. That's, that's going to make the, that's going to make them better too. So like, I, I, I do like Winnipeg one here in a nutshell, like New Jersey's penalty kill has not been that good this year. I think I kind of agree with you that it's a Winnipeg two night for me here. Um, Perfeeding Nemestikov in Ehlers. Honestly, as much as I hate to say it, I think you can leave Nealers off if you want if you want a cheap two-man stack and just use the mess in the coffin Perfidi. But Perfidi would be the guy that you absolutely would keep on any two-man stack because he does get that top power play time. Uh, Perfidi's getting an extra two minutes per game since he got moved to the top power play unit than he was earlier in the season. Perfidi leads the team in points per 60 minutes of five-on-five. Five, and he's top 20 in the NHL in primary points per 60 minutes of five-on-five five, in line with names like Nathan McKinnon and Austin Matthews. Um, why they're not playing this line more, I don't know. But they're going to go up against that Mercer-Holtz line. And Mercer, like, I believe me, I'm the, I'm a big Alex Holtz apologist. It's not looked good so far this year. I think Dawson Mercer is pretty overrated as well. And, like, Tyler Toffoli can only do so much. Um can only do so much at either end of the ice. So I think it's Winnipeg too that I like best in this game. I don't think I'm going to be stacking anything from New Jersey. Like I just, it, it's not a bad matchup for their power play. They're not coming in with a lot of ownership. Like they're reasonably owned, but if anything, it would be the Meyer Brat um, McLeod line for me. Um, you know, McLeod and Brat do have decent offensive numbers. They're not scoring a lot, though, which I don't think is surprising when you take out Nico Hischer and Jack Hughes and, and, and insert Michael McLeod instead. So uh, Winnipeg 2 is what I like the best here. Quick party saying Smith is in. I don't know if that changes anything for your Winnipeg 1. I mean, it just makes me like Winnipeg 2 even more. Yeah, same. Let's move to the last game of the night. The, the Devils-Winnipeg game t- – uh, Puck down at 8.08 p.m. This game's at 10.30. I wish they just left it off the slate. Florida Panthers with a 3.9 total heading into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.5 total. Here we are once again, late night sharking. You see the ownership on the, the Sharks' top line here tonight? Like, what are we doing? What what have I done? <laughs> I mean, it is a perfectly correlated top line. Oh, boy. Okay, so, like, I was looking while you were talking about the last game to see if Florida has skated. I haven't seen anything on Montour yet. They they said – I saw Montour and Ekblad were at morning skate today on the ice with the team. I haven't heard anything – I haven't seen anything further since. So, on Sunday, they practiced with the team. Now, Montour was in a full let's, let's get ready to go sweater. And Ekblad was in a non-contact. So I guess Montour could be back tonight. They're saying Ekblad maybe in a week or so. That would change, uh, well, not a lot because the Sharks are a dumpster fire, but you would expect Montour to go to the top power play. Now, who they take off is not a simple answer because this coach loves to run two defensemen power plays. Listen, man, I swear to God. If they if they leave Oliver Ekman Larson on the top power play unit with Montour and take off like Carter Verhage or something, I like I'm never watching hockey again. Yeah, but it's happened. Don't, they, don't, they, 
Don't don't put that out into the universe. We do not need those vibes right now. Josh, I will turn this car around. <laughs> oh, I just got massive PTSD flashbacks from my childhood. But anyway, you would think you would think that the simple solution is just OEL, adios, Montour onto the top power play, right? And you leave Verhage there. You leave Kachuk. You, well, obviously, they're not, they're, you know, you leave who you're going to leave there. If we don't get that news right before the game, I, I think Montour is a really good play here tonight anyway. It's just a question of what Florida line are you going to here, right? And you're looking at this ownership, it's going to make me want to play Barkov, Reinhardt, Erod. You can power play stack. You can play the second line. You can play the first line. You can play the third line. You can play the fourth line. You can play the guys in the in the press box. It doesn't even matter. The Sharks suck. But I think for me, from an ownership perspective, it's going to be Florida one, then Florida power play, then Florida two. On the Sharks side, if they're getting that much negative leverage, I'm going to have to pass. Like it's a decent spot because Florida is very high event and they take a bunch of penalties and Bob is Bob. But like, 11.1%. I'd rather go find. There's so many lines between 10,000 and 12,600 with way lower ownership that I'd rather play. Yeah. I like if, if San Jose's top line was at like six or 7%, I think it might be a bit of a conversation. Once you get up to like 12, 13% on a nine game slate, like that's an easy pass for me. Like I just, I, 1.9 expected goals for 60 minutes for that top line so far this season. And I'm actually surprised it's that high. <laughs> so, like, uh, no, at that ownership with those offensive numbers, uh, at least in, like, single entry or whatever, San Jose 1 is, is a pass for me. So, San Jose, as, you know, as a crew, <laughs> uh, some might say, is just a pass for me. Florida is a lot more interesting. Sam Bennett coming back, I think, is pretty important for them. Um Matthew Kachuk has struggled to score this year. He's only shooting 4.3%. Like, he's still generating a lot of shots. I think Sam Bennett, like, his kind of crash-bang style down low, like, below the circles, uh, below the face-off dots, sorry, like, really helps open some space, opens passing lanes, especially for guys like Verhage and Kachuk. So, you know, their offensive numbers are tremendous over the last two years. 4.4 expected goals for, 4.1 actual goals for, like, pretty close to video game numbers that, you know, that we were mentioning earlier. Um, I agree with you though, like in a nutshell, it's going to be the Florida top line for me. Like if they're going to come in and half the ownership of Florida two, it's Florida one for me then, because they're still generating quite a bit, 2.9 expected goals. And again, I always mentioned Barkov's lines typically underrate their expected goals and goals metrics. So I really do like Florida one, like the matchup against hurdles Zetterlin and Eklund does not bother me whatsoever. You get two out of the three guys on the top power play unit, but I just think that there are, yeah, I agree with you. There are just a lot of ways to stack Florida here tonight, whether it's power play stack, whether it's just full on Josh stacking, you know, the four, the four power play guys, plus, you know, double defensemen. Uh, maybe you want to leave some salary, see if Montour is a late addition to the lineup. I hope we find out here in the next couple hours that he's going to be in the line. I did see one of the, a Florida beat writer for Florida hockey now, or no locked on Florida. Sorry. Mentioned that um, they're, they only have 22 players on the roster. They sent down a player over the weekend uh, to the AHL and didn't call anyone up. It tells me that Montour is 
pretty much ready to return it. So like, I'm kind of assuming he plays here tonight, but I, I just hope we get confirmation. Uh, but yeah, Florida one for me, certainly Florida two where Florida power play is fine, but just for ownership purposes, I like Florida one. Yeah. Um, quick party says, okay. He, he's just a news machine. That's why we love to have him here. He says Montour and Ekblad both skated at the optional and skated as forwards yesterday. And they have Gadjevich. Stay staying in uh, San Jose after the AHL team played there on a conditioning stint. So I don't know. Uh, just just tell us. Yeah. You know, just say Brandon Montour's returning tonight. It'd be a really nice story. Get everybody. You know, here's a guy that went to the Cup final last year, played injured, et cetera, et cetera. Don't just you know drop it on us. For me, the game starts at 11:30 at night, so don't just drop it on me at 11:30 at night. That's all I ask. Yeah. Um, Paul Maurice has nice glasses. That's the only thing I can say nice about Paul Maurice. Coming up after, oh, well, there's a whole bunch of you guys in here. So please smash that like button. Please subscribe. It helps us out so much. Helps us bring you all this free stuff, all this entertainment that we provide. We are entertainers here. So please smash that like button. Coming up after us, 5 p.m., NBA Deeper Dive with Josh Engelman and Adam Schur. 6 p.m. NBA NBA Live before Lockhouse with Greg and Matt Bellman. Let's talk a little about defensemen here. Goalies. We'll start with defensemen. How much Roman Yossi are you playing tonight? Not as much as Jake, I imagine. Um, yeah, Roman Yossi certainly in a great spot. I keep mentioning the power play spot for um, Boston, so I do like Charlie McAvoy, Eric Carlson. Uh, once again, I uh, like him here. Those are the three expensive guys I like. Wrote up Miro Haskinen in the picks article for a couple reasons. One, obviously, all the defensive metrics that we talked about with Arizona declining. Um, Thomas Harley is uh, out for this game and for a while. Um, not that I expect Haskinen's maintenance to go up without Harley, but it is certainly possible. And he's blocking a lot more shots this year, so I like Haskinen. Uh, Rasmus Anderson uh, from Calgary as well. Like... Mikhail Sergachev, obviously, from Tampa Bay. I think Sergachev makes a nice play here tonight because we were talking about how St. Louis doesn't take penalties, and with Sergachev not on the top power play unit, it might give him some more even strength ice time. Uh, if you need super cheap guys, uh, Connor Clifton is projecting really well here tonight um, against Boston for 2500 on DraftKings. Um, Jan Ruda, as long as he's in the lineup for San Jose, um, he's probably, he might have to block a lot of shots here tonight uh, against Florida. He's 2600 uh, I wrote up Rasmus Sandin for Washington. They're missing, I think, three defensemen now. Yeah. Um, so TV he's probably, yeah. So he's probably going to play like 25 minutes here tonight. He's only 3,400. Noah Hannafin, um, not really having a great season, but he's been priced down uh, a lot, down to 3,900. Uh, don't mind him uh, from Calgary and Ryan Graves from Pittsburgh. If you don't want to pay up for Eric Carlson. Yeah, and if you're playing on that blue site that we mostly keep nameless pavel mint uh mint yukov finally in the player pool at 5k first time this year is in the player pool so yay let's talk a little bit about goalies and you know everyone's pretty much confirmed here ottinger at the top 8400 most expensive on the board yari 8300 i think if i'm paying up it's going to be soros but or you know logan thompson something like that but i'm not a big pay up guy so let's look towards some of the cheaper options, I like Devin Levi, 7,500. Uh, John Gibson, 7,200. Charlie Lindgren, 7,100. King Carroll, 7K is the Ride the Lightning special. 
Anyone else you're liking? <laughs> that would be uh, certainly riding the lightning with the way they're playing going into Dallas. But yeah, uh, King Carl's always in play. Uh, Sam Montembeau is the guy I wrote up in the picks article. Like Calgary's just a team that takes a lot of shots. Top 10, um, I think eighth by shots per minute, even strength, but they don't score. Um, so Montembeau, John Gibson, um, I, depending who's starting, is it him or just, I know they don't always name Gibson. Um, he's actually confirmed. Which okay. Is that's, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, certainly John Gibson going up against Nashville, especially with Novak out now, like they're basically down to a one-line scoring team. Um, I, you know, my ride, the lightning pick of the night was Elvis Merzlikens, 7,100 at home to Pittsburgh. He's not a guy I'm targeting, but if you really need to dumpster dive for your goalie, I think he's certainly in play. The expensive goalie I like tonight is Allmark, 7,900 going into Buffalo. I worry about shot volume, but um, Buffalo's had a lot of trouble generating shot quality so far this season. So might be a good night for some easy saves for Allmark. Yeah, I do like Allmark. I missed him when I was scrolling through the, the picks there. Um, man, this is a quite the wild slate. Who are you liking for your hat trick pick? Uh, my hat trick pick tonight is straight from the flow chart. Mark Scheifele. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, that is a pain. I'm going to go Jonathan Marcheseau, a little road hattie. And uh, should be a good night. A little nine-game slate. We will be back. Let me check the schedule here. We will be back on Thursday for the nine-game slate. So make sure to smash that like button on the way out. Make sure to, if you're thinking about going premium, click the link in the description below and get in the Discord. Say what's up. And uh, good luck, everybody. And hopefully the Sharks don't ruin your night. <laughs> good luck tonight, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We all love the low country lifestyle, which is why we should do our best to protect it. To get insurance that helps you protect your home from whatever the low country throws at you, contact CT Lowndes and Company today. Their local agents can review your coverage to help make sure you're properly protected. CT Lowndes and Company has been helping protect and insuring the low country since 1850. Visit ctlowndes.com to learn more and request a quote. That's ctlowndes.com.